This is Thoughts and Players. Hello and welcome to level 23 of the Thoughts and Players podcast. The brand new gaming podcast with bold takes and no strings attached. I am Jeremy, here once again with my two compadres. I have David. What up? And I have Corey. Toasty! You guys know where that's from. That's obviously the uh, secret developer that pops out of Mortal Kombat, right? And goes, Toasty! I think I nailed it. Could have put a little more emphasis into it. Toasty! And that has great meaning. You know why? Because I want to jump right into morning announcements, skip the bell, and I want to talk about Gran Turismo 7 being delayed and one person whose cockiness betrayed him, whose pompous attitude belittled him, and whose picked bewildered us. And that would be Jeremy Brown. Jeremy Brown, why'd you do it, buddy? Um. Okay, well, first off, great reading of your script there. Uh, also, <laughs> what I'm going to say <laughs> is that... There was no pompousness. There was no arrogance. It was really? Going, it was obviously going to be a great game, which is why it got delayed. Um, I still am very confident in my choices that will pull me through. Again, I pulled uh, Hitman 2 or Hitman 3. I'm sorry. Uh, that ended up being great. Um, Turismo let me down a little bit, but my other selections and choices are going to shine. I've clearly got some mid to high 90s rest of the way. I'm confident. So um, I just yeah, I don't know what you were thinking. It's an often delayed franchise. It showed no uh, like trailers that were, you know, substantial. I just I don't know what you were thinking. And that's a 75. FYI. Right. 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 Yeah, it is what it is. Um, how about we wait and see how Returnal is going to come out this year? Let's let's not let's not put a little bit let's not let's not put a little bit too much uh, you know bravado in front of ourselves on on your end, huh? Yeah, I uh, I find it funny you're trying to dog him for that game where I've yet to have a game come out and I've had one delayed already. So, are you saying I should dog you? No, just uh, <laughs> forget I said anything. Like, well, what, what am I dogging here? Nobody. <laughs> game? Dog yourself. Yes. Dog yourself. You know what? Dog the bounty hunter. Oh, hey, I picked a I picked a two game remake of a game that came out for the Wii U or whatever crap it is. Oh, I'm so ingenious. It's the easiest, laziest pick of the bunch. I don't think Mario should be top twenty picks Mario anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you guys. We're gonna move on to the morning announcements. For real. And item number one, speaking of getting screwed. BioWare ends their development on Anthem Next, which was the redesign they were having for Anthem, but they said they will maintain live services. So I have a quote here from uh, Christian Daly, his BioWare executive producer. He says, quote, in the spirit of transparency and closure, we wanted to share that we've made the difficult decision to stop our new development work on Anthem, a.k.a. Anthem Next. We will, however, continue to keep the Anthem live service running as it exists today, unquote. I think we had mentioned before, I bought this game at $20, not worth it. Uh, I believe, Corey, you said that you bought it at $5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yet to return its value to you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
What's your guys' impression? Are you even surprised? I mean, based for EA, it's like the right decision. You know, why put any more money into this game? You know, I'm sure there's a group of fans that play this game still, but not enough for even if they were to release it again to get back a big enough audience to just return that investment, you know? Um, not surprising, as you said, but yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, they all went a little bit Anthem, a little bit Ariana Grande. Thank you, Anthem Next, you know? David, you didn't have to do that. I know, but I wanted to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of EA, we're going to move on to news item number two because this is funny. The EA has basically put out an edict or instructed Bioware to remove the multiplayer mode for the upcoming Dragon Age or Dragon Age 4. Uh, now... I did some reading and based on an article from Jason Schreier, who's at Bloomberg now, um, he believes that the two games that contributed to this, this decision was Anthem and uh, Jedi Fallen Order. That Jedi Fallen Order is a single player game that did extremely well, both in sales, it beat their estimates, as well as uh, critically. And that Anthem, which is this massive multiplayer game, just was panned and did terribly. And they think now that maybe Bioware, who also has the old uh, the old Republic, the Star Wars Old Republic, which hasn't done that well either, that maybe they are good at multiplayer games. <laughs> so we're not going to have them do this stuff anymore. Um, and it seems like they've made this kind of direction to where they're going to be more hands off with game developments. Uh, I, I think that's a good thing. But I also think it's a, it's a problem if you're a game publisher and you seem like you don't know how to advise on making games correctly. Uh, guys, what are your guys' impression of at least EA telling Bioware, hey, no more multiplayer for you? It's, uh, it's the right choice. But like you said, it's a little worrisome that EA is like, they're jumping on these trends. And this just so happens to be a good trend. You know, single-player games are kind of getting back up a little bit. But they just they jump on them when they're already kind of like over. Same thing happened with Anthem. You know, we had all these live service games and they decide to make Anthem and throw it out there when there's already too many. You know, Destiny kind of had the foothold on that. So uh, it was a smart move. I don't think they made it intentionally as much as they should have. So I don't know. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I don't have too much to say on it. I, I've never played any of the Dragon Ages, but seeing it's a single player game i mean it would have been cool to play with your friends but i mean that's about it yeah um dragon age does not fully fit a multiplayer it feels like to me it's, it's almost like you can't just take an rpg that's single mostly single player and then try to make a multiplayer version of it that'd be nonsense i mean imagine I mean, if bethesda did that <laughs> i mean you can't I know you're being sarcastic, but you could kind of go the Divinity Original Sin route, right? I don't know if you played those games, but that to works some extent, really, that works really well. You know, two people each control the main character. You know, as long as they keep it still playing RPG. I don't know what the multiplayer mode would have looked like. I don't know if it would have been like a Battle right. Royal Dragon Age. That would have been <laughs> a bad idea. But right. you know, if they would have went, you know, two players playing the same story, maybe. But I don't think too many people are going to miss it. Right. 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 
Um, we move on to news item number, th- number three, which Corey kind of mentioned earlier, yeah. is that Gran Turismo 7 was delayed until 2022. News item number four. <laughs> Diablo 2 Resurrected was announced, and it comes out this year. Now, is Diablo 2 Resurrected a remake? No. It is simply a remaster because the last time Blizzard did a remake, it didn't work so well. So, guys, are either of you interested or familiar with the Diablo franchise? And we just had that whole Warcraft Reforged thing happen. Do you think they're on a little bit of, of uh, shaky ground here, or can they make up for it? Um, I actually did play Diablo 2 for a little bit. My friend just really, really, really wanted me to play, so I did. They made me play Nightmare Mode or whatever, and I died and lost all my stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this ever again. <laughs> but uh, Diablo 2 was really big. I know like a lot of people played that one, and for it to just you know come out again, I think people are really going to enjoy it. I know Diablo 3 is out, and a lot of people did enjoy that one, but I'm sure there's quite a few like, you know what, I, wanna, I just want Diablo 2 again. Yeah, Diablo 2 is awesome. Uh, <laughs> an amazing game. You know, it was PC only. For the longest time, I think now the announcement's like, hey, it's coming to all current-gen systems, or at least PS4, Xbox, which, you know, you can play on your next-gen system. So I'm pretty excited. You know, I love the Diablo franchise. Diablo 3 is a great game. I Diablo 2 was a great game. I hope that it hasn't aged too poorly, you know, because playing Diablo 3, it's it's great, great game. So hopefully they make some small changes that really work in its favor. But, yeah, fantastic game. All right. Yeah, it's good. And... If anyone out there happens to be a, let's say you had to be bought Diablo 2 20 years ago, your save game transfers, apparently. <laughs> what? So that's that's what they're saying. Is that Wait, does it really? They're gonna have that that your that your save game from 20 years ago will will carry over to the to the remaster. I mean it would just be blizzard.net name, right? I have no idea. I have so many good items on that character. That I think that that is amazing. That I give props for that. Right, that's pretty cool. Exactly. So we have a news item number five. PSVR two was announced, and uh, let's see, it won't be wireless, but it will only have one cord that connects to the PS five, which is a lot better than how the PSVR operates right now. Um, it's not coming out this year. They're still working on it. It's supposed to be able to work with the DualSense wireless controller. All in tandem, ergonomics, working on battery, all that other stuff. Um, I've never played PSVR. Didn't really have a lot of interest in VR. Corey, I know you do have the PSVR. Mm -hmm. So what is your impression of this? Are you excited about it? Yeah, I would say the biggest fallback of the original PSVR is literally how many cords there are. You know, you have so hefty cords going into your system hefty cords coming from the vr it gets really cumbersome it's really hard to kind of maneuver um also um the controllers the wands that they had mm-hmm. were those were ps3 controllers you know so yeah. the tech wasn't up to par i know they had mentioned they're going to make new controllers specifically for psvr2 um am i excited kind of psvr they do get a lot of good games but i do have the oculus quest 2 which is totally wireless so that's almost like it feels like a step behind that. So I don't know if I really want to jump into this until it goes on a big sale. Um, there was also a PSVR showcase with six games being announced. Probably the biggest and most well-known one was uh, Doom 3 is having a VR game. Oh, wow. Which Doom 3 was a good game. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm I'm assuming that the PSVR two is going to be at least more powerful than the Oculus Quest that you have. Um, right? probably I would assume. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just given the fact that it's wired, you know, it's able to probably take advantage of the PS five a little bit. Right. So yeah, probably more powerful, and it will get some of the bigger games. You know, Oculus Quest is kind of hamstrung by its power and what games you can play. You can hook it up to a PC, but I mean that defeats the purpose. You know, you bought it, you bought it because it's wireless. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, interesting. Um, David, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I think it's good they're updating it. I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be really, really pricey when it first comes out. Yeah. So, like, not having a PS5 or anything, but I, I would probably have to wait a little while until it goes on sale, like Corey I mean, said. Maybe ideally but, they focus on that first. Huh? Yeah. How about but, how about you and me get access to a PS5 for you go making VR headsets? But I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but for it to be updated and not have a be like the he, Tori said, PS4 had the PS3 sticks or whatever. That's good. I think they're heading in the right direction. Also mm-hmm. with the only one cord, so hopefully at some point it's wireless. But we can only dream. And I kind of want to add this. My last final thought is I'm glad to see that they're making a second one because Sony is especially known for like making this tech and abandoning it. Like mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of companies are, you know, Microsoft does it, you know, Nintendo does it. But a lot of times you'll get this cool new tech and it'll just last not even a generation, really. So I right. really feel like they are taking VR seriously and it must be doing pretty good. That's very optimistic to me. Still waiting on that Halo glass, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, News item number six. Chicago. They got this thing. They're trying to ban GTA 5 with other violent video games. So uh, there was a meeting held by the Democratic State Representative Marcus Evans of the 33rd Precinct. Uh, He spoke at a news conference citing video games contributing to the carjacking surge in Chicago because there's nothing else happening in the world right now that could really contribute to that at all. Uh, So his proposal is to amend a bill from 2012, uh, or his bill would amend a law from 2012, preventing video games uh, from being sold to minors and games that show, quote, psychological harm, including motor vehicle theft with a driver or a passenger present. It would expand on that and include games like Grand Theft Auto V and its other ilk. Um, this, uh, this, I, I hear this and I think, oh, that's, that's interesting. I didn't know we went back to 1997, uh, <laughs> right. where, where we have politicians blaming gaming for the, Toasty! right, exactly. During that era, we're, we're right. blaming morality on video games. I thought we figured this out already. I thought we got past this and, you know, not, not making anything, political or whatever but there at one point there was the other side of the aisle that was doing this in the 90s and now it seemed to come full circle to the other side of the aisle um i think it's a terrible idea obviously doesn't make any sense there's no real science to back this bill no um I, i would argue that video games has been helping a lot of people's uh, mental health throughout this whole issue we've been having. They've been right. able to escape some hardships. Of course, it doesn't help with everything, but it has helped some. 
and to push this bill out because you guys are struggling with keeping up with crime, which you've been doing the whole time, uh, seems to be just trying to find a scapegoat. And let's find it in this abstract thing. Let's create this boogeyman again so we can go ahead and blame it there and not blame it on the failings of us as politicians or us as a community or us and any kind of organizational lens. So, uh, guys, what do you think of this this bill that's been proposed by Marcus Evans? I got two things. One, all I can think of is the SpongeBob meme. How many times do we have to tell you, old man? <laughs> two... <laughs> It's funny because I believe Mortal Kombat is the reason there's ratings for games. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I have Mortal Kombat before there's ratings on it. So I think that's funny. But no, this this is actually a joke. Chicago is one of the worst cities in America for crime and stuff like that. And they just try and blame it on a video game. And the whole don't sell it to minors things, like that's literally what the M is for. You can't sell it to minors. But the parents just don't care and buy them. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm perfect or whatever. You know, my parents bought me Resident Evil when I was seven or eight. Like, okay, not the greatest idea, but I didn't turn into a, you know, a criminal or whatever. It's all in the mindset of the person, first off. What we need to do is raise education from just not like schools, but like mental health and, stuff like, and everything like that. And like build up the communities instead of just letting them all just suffer. And it was kind of off topic, whatever, but like that, this is no, just, it's, it's sad. Related, it's sad. Yeah. yeah. This is a joke. Yeah. I joked around like, oh yeah, there was no crime before video games were invented. Like everything was super peaceful. Like right. it wasn't like, there's always crime. And like you said, there's no evidence that video games like add to this crime. You know, it's almost like video games. They're, they're still a new uh, media, you know, like nothing's really come come on and like take like that's mantle because like back in the day it was rap music you know causes violence and before that it was rock and roll causes violence and i'm sure back when movies first came out hey these cause violence you know like everyone's just looking for that scapegoat and it's video games 20 years ago it's video games now you know i'm ready for something else to come out so it can be that instead of video games because it's it's annoying it's yeah but it's i mean it is new relative to like major i guess from a, a an overall larger perspective but it's still yeah. this was happening 20 years ago this right. this conversation actually mm -hmm. was happening 30 years ago and, and by that time the video games had already been around 10 15 years before that so we're talking about an industry that's going on almost half a century old right and well, i think the problem with that is like when they were trying to ban it in the 90s you know mortal kombat only looked so realistic so video games are one of those, you know, mediums that can get more and more realistic as time goes on. So now, you know, you really do see a person jacking a car in Grand Theft Auto. It looks realistic, but it's not, you know, and it's just hard to kind of put those two together and say, hey, because you play Grand Theft Auto, you are now a carjacker. It just it doesn't relate. It doesn't compute. And At by all. the way. No. A uh, great job of saying that your surge in carjackings in 2020 was because of a 10 year old game. That's a very good job <laughs> by you. Very insightful. Politicians are the best. Oh, and the worst. At what? <laughs> News item number seven Dead by Daylight has teamed up with our very favorite genre of music, K pop. 
I mean, are we serious now? I mean, K-pop is absolutely the best. And uh, does does what what's what's the what's the the deal here? Like, was it who exactly are they teaming up with? You, you want me? You want me to take on that? Yeah. I mean, yes. Okay. So, Debadele, <laughs> as we know, I've talked about it a lot. They usually they have chapters. In this one, they have the killer is the trickster. And then uh, the survivor is Jung Jin, if I'm saying that correctly. Now, they teamed up with people that have been in K-pop, because this says here they collaborated with a BTS producer and a DJ Swivel, who's a Canadian producer that has worked with BTS. So I don't know where and why and how they came up with this idea, but I don't know. It sounds fantastic. It yeah, fantastic. unfortunately, they didn't release a level with this killer in this chapter like right. they usually do. And it would have been cool, you know, because it could have been like a level of like a, a concert area or something. Right. There's there's many ideas that I, I have floating in my head that it would have been awesome. But they've been really reworking their entire game graphics wise, uh, animations, stuff like that. So I understand why they didn't do that. But and of course, they the killer and the survivor each come with three perks, and he's I think he's out. They are out on the uh, beta build, not beta, but the uh, public test build. Mm-hmm. So they're it's not out yet for everyone. I actually haven't played DVD for a little bit, so I I'm gonna wait until they just come out. So I'm gonna play and see how they uh, work whenever that time comes. I would say this would be the moment that Dead by Daylight jumped the shark if this wasn't the best idea ever. This is just a great addition, a horror game, and now it's K-pop. It's like so out there. It's something that's headline grabbing. You know, like you said, David, if they would have made a level like, you know, we had just talked before the show, I was thinking like a music video shoot, like would have been perfect, you know? Right. But um, reading through the story, the killer sounds interesting. I love the backstory of it. I don't know if you read the whole backstory. And he was in it now. He was in a group and he got jealous, so he killed off everybody. And then he would put, he would keep murdering people. Then he would put those people's screams in his music. It just has a great backstory. I loved it. I loved reading it. So, uh, bravo to them. And also, side note, like, uh, you know how a lot of people, myself included, had a huge rave over uh, the the bad guys in Resident Evil Eight. Mm-hmm. You know, the really tall vampire chick and her minions. Mm-hmm. Well, in this one. Uh, a lot of people want the killer to like step on them, you know. Mm. Now it's the whole fetish with this, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. Now, this is so uh, you said the, the survivor is Jung Jin. Yeah. So is he from a was it B one A four? I think is the Korean group that he's from. Uh, that I am unsure of. I read a like a synopsis. Okay. Of everything. So I was hoping that you could pick from they would have a myriad of survivors that were actually from BTS. But right, that, that, that appears right. to not be the case. I yeah, got very excited. So. I don't think they have that kind of coins. Well, that's very unfortunate. Um, but yes, guys, check out Dead by Daylight on this. It's, it's the killer story is great. Uh the survivor, if you like K-pop, he's there for you. 
They're working with some of the producers from BTS. If you dig BTS, I implore everyone to go check out BTS. Fantastic music coming out of there. Uh, but we're going to move on to news item number eight. Sony had their state of play where they talked about, I'm assuming, games. <laughs> now, uh, Corey, you saw the state of play. Did you, yes. did you watch it? Yes. I read a little bit about it. What was your takeaway from it? Um, first, let me just tell you kind of what was in it. You know, they had Kenya Bridge of Spirits release date. Uh, they showed a little bit of Death Loop. They showed a uh, Kung Fu game that looked pretty good. Kind of looked oh, up yeah. your alley, Jeremy. Oh yeah, Sifu? like immediately. Oh yes, yeah, immediately. I was like, oh man, that's <laughs> that's your game, and I'm very interested in that. So they showed off a couple good things. I honestly think it was about more what they didn't show off. Um, they did not show off Horizon Forbidden West, and they did not show off God of War Ragnarok which are both slated for 2021 and like what we're in March now. So yeah, like worrisome, like we don't like we have a trailer for horizon. We don't have one for God of war. Like are these games coming out in 2021 or was that like the hype machine? Like you need to buy our console now because these games are coming, but they're not. I right. hope they're not delayed. God of war. God of war is not coming this year. <laughs> Unless it's a Miles Morales type experience, five, six hours, side story, it ain't coming. But, you know, that's kind of what I took from it. Um, Final Fantasy also had a uh, PS5 reveal. Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's coming to PS5 with an extra chaffer, uh, chapter with Yuffie, one of the main characters in the uh, original. Right. So, there you go. Nice. Nice, yeah. Again, I everything you said, not interested, except for Sifu. Right, the right. Same team that did Absolver. They're making Sifu. And it looks awesome. And I can't wait to see more about that. And, you know, hopefully by the time that comes out, they may have PS5s in stock. So we'll see. Um, news item number nine. Salty! Sure. Biden investigates, or his administration, is investigating shortage on um like kind of basically resources and one of those resources are semiconductors that are used in these new next gen consoles xbox series and ps5 uh, i think he put in an executive order to have his administration start investigating to see what's going on because i guess something's fishy and that's what he has time to do um while not doing other things which you won't get into so uh guys what were what is what's your opinions do you think he may be onto something. Do you think Biden and his administration can get us some more series and some more PS5s on the shelf? Or is this just about something totally different? Um, honestly, I think it's kind of about getting more systems on the shelves. But, like, we all know what the problem is. Sure, they might have not made a lot production-wise, but it's these scalpers. They're just out there buying tons and tons of them and then trying to flip them and sell them for twice the price. And it's ridiculous. Like, we need to look at that as a whole, not just video game systems, but, like, tickets, you know, for concerts and stuff. I was at a, a party, you know, a year ago or whatever, and they're like, yeah, I bought, like, eight front row tickets so I could flip them. I'm like, dude, you're garbage. Why? Why? People just want... We can't afford anything nowadays, and you're trying to make people pay more just to have a good experience for a night out and see one of their favorite bands? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're going to make me pay $1,200 for a PS5 when it's only supposed to be 500 Why? Why are you so greedy? 
That's yeah, that's where it is. It's scalping. Yeah, it's, it's messed up, man. I mean, you heard the story of the guy who sold his weed to a loving family for double the amount of money. It was sickening. But that's a. Uh... <laughs> it was disgusting. It was trash. But uh... I remember hearing that story. Yeah. Yeah. The real fans know. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah this is weird i don't know you know he's checking for the semiconductor like i'm sure it has wide-reaching uh appeal besides just the game councils but this is kind of like the headline so if it helps out you know if they need stuff for certain things and councils are like a byproduct of that cool you know if it's like mostly strictly for councils it feels like a waste of resources and time but hey yeah that's politics that is politics, yes. Uh, news item number 10. There was a Pokemon presentation. Now, Corey, I know that you absolutely adore Pokemon. Yeah. So maybe you want to talk a bit more about this, and then once you're done, I can tell you about why your opinion's wrong. So go, really? ahead, and yeah, go ahead and inform the listeners about this Pokemon news. Okay, so they showed off... Three things. They showed off a little bit of Pokemon Snap, which looks fine. It looks cool. They showed off um, – let's see. What do I want to get into first? They showed off Pokemon Legends Arcuus mm -hmm. story or something like that. That game looked pretty cool. It looked like an open-world RPG, like a really nice enhancement of, like, the Sword and Shield, you know, where Pokemon are out in the wild. It, it, it looked a little bit like Breath of the Wild, you know, and the graphics looked great. Um they also showed off remakes for Diamond and Pearl, which is the fourth gen, which personally I think is the worst gen. But I am upset, Jeremy. And I don't know how you know because we didn't talk about it, but you must know why I'm upset. Like they showed off these remakes and they look like trash, man. They look very faithful to the game, but it's very chibi style. It looks very much like a 3DS game. It's just, and I did this on Twitter, it's pathetic by the Pokemon company. I know they're not making this remake, but they have enough resources. They could make this remake look like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They could make it sparkle. They could make it the most beautiful game ever. And they took the lowest amount of effort they could take and threw it out there because they can, because people are going to buy it. I might even buy it. I don't know. I just, I, I'm not a fan of Game Freak at all anymore. But I can't stop buying this stuff because somewhere in my heart, there's a little bit of nostalgia for it. But I'm avoid this one. I'm going to avoid it because it looks right, bad. So Jeremy, you agree. It looks bad. I think it looks fairly faithful to to the source material of which they are doing a uh, uh, an homage to. And nah, that's nah, why it has that the that art style that it has. Cut that okay? All right. All right. So we have two high profile remakes in the last uh, two years, right? We had Resident Evil 2 and we had Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Now, both those right. games, I think, stayed pretty faithful to their original games, you know, but they added so much and they changed the gameplay and they made it look so good that they are both like game of the year contenders the year they came out. Pokemon Diamond and, and Pearl are just different throwaways. Games, bud. Different Why, games, though? Bud. Why? Why? They're different games, bud. One's, one's an RPG, just like Pokemon. Pokemon's not the same type of RPG, right? And it's Why? not going for the same atmosphere or aesthetic. Why couldn't have they made it look like Dragon Quest XI? Because that, that ain't their art. Beautiful. Why, it's I'm, close if, enough. If I'm Pokemon, why do I want Pokemon to look like Dragon Quest? I I'm want Pokemon saying, to look like Pokemon. I'm saying the effort put into it. 
Dragon Quest XI is a beautiful game. You have Nino Kuni too. I mean, sir, what do you, sir? When you are in the office overlooking these hardworking men and women who are working on this <laughs> game, you can't say anything about the effort they put into a video game. You know what? Okay? They need they need crunch. That's what I'm talking about. Just in case the audience is ever wondering why I don't really talk a lot, it's because I get to enjoy this. David, what's your opinion, man? I don't know if you did you even see him? Have you seen him? I've seen some stuff. Uh, the Arceus thing, I think it's really cool because that's what everyone's always wanted as a Pokemon right. game. Um, I do kind of agree with Corey saying that graphics is kind of like off. They could have done a better job, but then... You know, they're playing an homage to the originals, which, you know, also understandable. But I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of more on the whole. They could have done at least they could have at least not made it chibi style or whatever. Like I've seen so many memes of the new characters that are like a quarter of the size of every other character. And I think that's just funny. Like, you know, what happens is like when Dragon Ball made their first games, they made them like chibi and small because that's the technology they have. And now that we're up to this generation, they make it look exactly like the show and it looks beautiful. Pokemon could do that. They obviously like that art style. You could do the same stuff from like their Pokemon cards. They obviously like that art style, but they don't. And like, my question is like with all the money that Pokemon brings in, do these games deserve better? Or is this the best that you could hope for? And it's not, they deserve better. They deserve a better remake than this. Resident Evil 2 got it. Final Fantasy 7 got it. Games get better remakes all the time. They deserve a better remake. Okay. We'll move on to uh, news item number 11. Because it seems like Corey is steadfast on being wrong on that one. We could go on that forever. Uh, News item number 11. Alien Fireteam was revealed. Now... I have absolutely no idea about anything with this game because I refuse to touch anything that has an alien IP attached to it. So I have no interest. I saw what they did to Colonial Marines. That's enough. Checked out forever. (laughs) So uh, who wants to explain what the heck this loser of a game is? If we could... uh... Oh, sorry, David. Go ahead. Okay, I'll just say, I only know one thing about it, and from what I've heard is it's Left 4 Dead except with Alien. If we could be a little candid here and talk more like show prep and stuff like off the yeah. record, yeah. Um, I think we should rearrange these a little better. The stories. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the Pokemon one was a great conversation. This one is trash. I mean, it looks fine. <laughs> Moving on. Fine. <laughs> it looks fine. <laughs> that's as much as it deserves. That's, that's good how, job. That's how we're ending the news segment. Good job. That's how we're ending the news. With a whimper. That's how democracy dies. It's, it's, uh, we give them girl. the wave, you know, high and low, high and low. Right. It's all right. All right, we came uh, high. I got to bring them in low now. Okay. That's the end of the morning announcements. We're going to move on to the roundtable. We have a single subject or topic or discussion or debate, and we have a special one. You know, we've been behind the scenes as we've been putting out this content, you know, as we've been working behind the scenes, getting things out to you. We've been having some ideas, been ideating. And we're like, you know what? You know, things are kind of, you know, they're, they're so in flux right now. And we want a little bit of normalcy. And we also want something to be really engaging. So what we did was we created a bracket, a March Madness bracket, kind of, if you will. But instead of it being basketball teams, because who cares about that? We decided that we do it with video game 
characters. That's right. We have a video game character tournament. And the first bracket that we're going to jump into on this level is the platformer bracket. Now, guys, I'm not going to tell you who's all on that bracket. You got to come up with that in your own mind, right? Well, actually, I kind of will tell you who's on there because we want, you, we, want you, we want you to follow. We want you to follow along, okay? So, uh, so here's on here's in who here's who's in the platformer bracket, okay? Go. It's not. Remember, it's not one to ten. It's just there's no just seating. There. I guess it's so just, just there. there. So the platformers we have Mario, Crash Bandicoot, Sonic. Rache and Clank, Banjo Kazooie, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, and Spyro the Dragoon. Now, this is a very competitive, intense bracket right here. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a randomization of who versus who, and we three will discuss. And whoever gets two out of three votes becomes the winner of that little bracket. And it keeps going and it keeps going and keeps going until we have a finer victor of the platformer bracket. Okay. Hopefully that made sense. You can follow along. We think it's going to be really fun. We have a bunch of other brackets, which we will get into <laughs> when the time comes. But right now, now, we're going to now we should say, time. though. Like, this is strictly, like, a fighting, right? Like, strength. Not yeah. our favorite, not who's right. coolest. It's like, right. if they're throwing down hands. If they're fighting, right. if they're going fisticuffs, who wins? Everything's yeah. on the table. All Everything. abilities, all items that you can mm -hmm. naturally get in their canon game. Let's do this. Yep, yep. So we're going to get started now. We're going to get started on this randomization, okay? So the first person is Sonic. Sonic. And Sonic Versus. will verse. Don't do Mario. Don't do it. Sly Cooper. Okay, guys. We have Sonic versus Sly Cooper. And the winner is who wants to make the who wants to make the first debate for the winner? I'll make the first debate. It's easily Sonic here. Okay. Uh he's a legend. He can go super, super fast. He's a hedgehog, so he has the razors on his back. Um, he's able to tap into different, I guess you want to say, I don't know. Um, I don't know if dimensions is the right word, but different kind of planes, right? This guy can do everything almost. You can't like shoot fire or anything like that, but you know, he, he has all these other abilities. If he's able to jump on a TV and get a star, it's a wrap. <laughs> okay. So I am going with over Sly Cooper, who's really just, you know, a sly, sneaky little raccoon. Like, okay, cool. They're great at eating trash, but what else can they do, you know? So I go with Sonic the Hedgehog, taking it here. All right. Now, who else wants to go? Who else would even challenge that assertion? Um, yeah, just a couple more points here. Sonic is also great at raising Chow. He's a loving father, um, raises them with all his ability that he can. Okay. Uh, and those chows, I'm really, I'm really, yeah, I'm really stuck on these chows. And like you said, Sly is known for being in the shadows. Um, I think even if he were to be able to sneak up on Sonic, and that's not this tournament. It's not just a random like they're in an arena, you yeah. know. So I don't think Sly really stands a chance. This one is easily Sonic the Hedgehog. 
for speed alone at this point. David, would you like? Um, I'm just gonna say Sly just so I can lose. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. The, di- the <laughs> dignity of the bracket. Okay. Goes to, goes to Sonic, number one. Fantastic. Now we have our next matchup. Gentlemen, are you ready? Yes, sir. Sure. Because this is this is when... Come on, Spyro and Crash, baby. Give it to us. Here's the, the thing. we all want to see. We have Crash oh. versus Jack and Daxter. I knew it. All right, gentlemen, who wants to make who wants to make the other uh, argument here? Who's I just wanted that. I would like actually David to go first because I am very unaware of Jack and Dexter and what they're capable of. I know what Crash is capable of, but I do not know what Jack and Dexter. So, David, if you could kind of hit us with that and then your pick. That's so unfortunate because I haven't played Jack and Dexter since PS2. And I was like 15, so it's like more than half my life ago. But I do remember that they could do a lot of cool things. And I did play a lot of Crash Bandicoot, too. And honestly, I feel like Jack and Daxter could take it easy. You do? Yes. You literally told me nothing about Jack and Daxter. Like, yeah, that's I what I needed. I needed you to, like, are they human? Do they have special abilities? Yeah, yeah. Are they? Yeah. Well, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Jack? Jack. Jack. Yeah, he's okay. the humanoid. Is the human, and then Daxter is like, he's not a fox, but he's like, he's something. A weasel. He's a weasel. A weasel. He's a yeah, weasel. there you go. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, but you know, Jack has the uh, the gauntlets, right? Nice armor on him. He wields a gun, right? So he can do really? little, little shots and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously they're going around platforming and all that, but he has some weaponry on him. He's not just a little chump, you know. Okay. Yeah. Is, is that your pick as well, Jeremy? I mean, because let's look at Crash here. Crash is a regular animal, a bandicoot. Yeah. Um, but he has that spin move. He he does die in one hit unless he has the um Aku Aku mask. So you know, he can get that. We do allow that. But how easily is it accessible to him in this matchup? I don't know. Um, and it's two on one. I think with the weaponry and the two on one advantage and you're talking about gauntlets and guns. I don't know if Crash pulls it out. He doesn't really have any superhuman abilities in terms of speed. He can jump. But like this is platforming. Everyone can jump. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't did, know. I did look into it. Uh, Jack and Dash, they have. Ecotypes. There's uh, dark, light, red, green, and blue and yellow, and they do a bunch of different things depending. Like he be yeah. invincibility. He has dark bomb and blasts. Yeah. Uh, he has regeneration, freeze, think, shield, yeah, yeah, amplifiers. I, th- I think you yeah. said enough. Reflexes. So he has a rocket jump. I, I, this is this so, is devastating. My wife's gonna this kill is, me. This is absolutely. Bad. I mean, you can right, go, so you can go down deal. with honor. Here's the deal. Say crash like, and um, lose. Crash also has vehicles. He's got a cart. But so does so Jack does. and Dexter. So yeah. Yep. So uh, Dexter. Uh, crash can ride animals like polar bears and tigers. I mean, who cares when you can <laughs> put a laser or a bullet in the head? Look here. All right, all right we're. I, I think we're settled. I'm voting. I'm voting Jack and Dexter. So. <laughs> It's yeah. two to whatever you voted, Jeremy. We know Trash is your favorite, Jeremy. No, no, it's 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 going to be Jack and Daxter when it comes to this fight. Unbelievable. 
<laughs> I can't believe get, it, man. Get, get ready for him to vote against us every single round now, David. We've upset him. No, no, it's just, it's, you know, we, this is, this is, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is fair. Um, Going Star oh. Trek on this. Okay. So, um, you guys ready? <laughs> yeah. You guys ready for the next one? I wonder who it could be. We have Rache and Clank versus. Don't do it. Mario. No, don't do it. <laughs> My heart's breaking, Anakin. Now. See, now you guys need to fill me in with Ratchet and Clank because I've never played those. Now, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Ratchet is a Lomix, which is a space creature. And Clank is a little robot. Um, They go through planets. They can fly spaceships. You know, uh, Ratchet is a little durable. He does have a health bar, so he's not a one-hit you know, glass cannon, and he's got a wide variety of weaponry. Really cool stuff. You got rockets, you got saw blades, you have a disco ball that makes everyone dance, and then he can just shoot you in the head. He's got a wrench as, like, a regular, like, melee weapon. Really fun characters, really good games. Um, it's against Mario, though. Like, Mario is, like, king platformer. And, like, if we were just talking about, if we're just talking about fighting ability, Mario's still, like, he has all the ingredients to like win this entire tournament, right? Like he's he's got the gear. Yeah. Not no. I mean, does he? I mean, know? he's got every bit of much as weapons as Ratchet and Clank. When you look through those games, he's got he's got fire flowers, he's got ice flowers, he's got propeller hats, he's got a bullet bill head, he's got everything. Right. So are we taking in? I guess are we taking in consideration all of the power up, power ups of which they can wield too? Because yeah. if you just if you just drop Rache and Clank, and you just drop Mario, Mario, remember Mario's a little dude. That's why he needs the mushroom to get bigger. You know, he 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 can throw fire. He can throw all these things at you, but he has to get the power ups first. Where Rache and Clank already innately have those abilities. Well, I mean, right. do they? They've got to earn the guns throughout the game. So we give them all yeah. their guns, and we but don't give Mario anything. But they have, but you have. Rache and Clank. So you have two on one if you don't That's give true. them anything. I think I think when we set this up in the arena, it has to have the ability to let each character get their stuff. They don't get it handed to them, but they get the ability to be able to grab that stuff. You know? Right. And I think what's going to happen is Mario, the, the wily plumber that he is with his jumping ability and his maneuverability, he's eventually going to get a superstar. And the superstar will be enough to kill Ratchet and Clank. And even if he doesn't get it, he's got enough power-ups where he'll just wear him down. But, you know, Ratchet and Clank can also jump through portals now. I mean, it's... Yeah, I was going to say, if he ever I mean, does get the star, can they just avoid him? Do they have good dodging abilities? That, that's that's fine, but I think, I think Mario himself has enough. Like, he has enough. He kills animals for a living. Well, he doesn't technically do that for a living. He Not for a living. <laughs> he does it to save the princess. Okay, okay, okay guys. So, Rache and Clank versus Mario. Who are we going with? Uh, I love Rache and Clank. I like their games better than Mario, but uh, Mario's just a beast when it comes to this. He's got so many power-ups. You know, he's got power-ups that let him fly. He's got power-ups that can change the world around him. Like, he's when you're in this arena, he's going to find a way to wear you down. 
It's Mario. What part up is that? Uh, I'm talking about like ice flowers so you can freeze things, you know, fire flowers, destroy oh, okay. things. You know, I'm not okay. talking about like a gauntlet where you can, you know, rip your brains out, but, you know. Okay, so you've got Mario. David, who do you have? Honestly, I think from what everything's been said, I'm going to have to go with Ratchet and Clank with the, you know, you said they can teleport or whatever. And then it's the two on one, oh. and the abilities that they can get from what you guys said. I right? I think I think they can pull it off. It'd be a really good fight, right? But I think they just scrape on by. What, ladies and gentlemen, we could have our first upset here because when I when I weigh the pros and cons and all the possibilities. I know when you think platformer, you think Mario. But we are, this isn't a platform to the death. This is a fight to the death. And when I think about who has the best chance of fighting to the death, I think it may be Rache and Clank. It may be Rache and Clank. So if we go Rache and Clank, that means Mario Dunzo. Who expected think, it round I, one? I think Rache and Clank takes it. Let me plug this in here. Rache and Clank. Unbelievable upset, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know how you feel about that in the comments. <laughs> okay. That okay. just is one fight, right? Banjo-Kazooie and Spyro the Dragon. Okay, gentlemen. It takes this um i'm i'm familiar with both i'm not a huge fan of either franchise but just off of ballparking it real quick i would say this is an easy one for the banjo and the kazooie um they have the power of flight just like spyro with his wings they have all the abilities in the world and if i recall correctly in their games they also have the power of transformation which can make them certain items and I feel like that would really be the game changer. I don't know all of Spyro's abilities, but I know he's got fire. I know he eventually got ice, lightning, water, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, dra dragons are extinct for a reason. David, where are you thinking here? I, I'm, I'm looking up Spyro because I played a lot of Banjo-Kazooie. I don't remember everything about it, but I feel like Spyro just being a dragon just kind of wins. Right now, he is a dragon that cannot fly. Okay, which does he never, he never which gains does upset it? me. I think maybe he does eventually gain it, but for most okay. of the games, you don't fly; you just glide. Okay, right because his wings are undersized. Gotcha. Um, but he does gain more stronger abilities, but for a significant portion of the games, you can't fly as Spider. Okay. Um, so maybe he could eventually fly, but he's starting off that match or this fight, not able to fly. Mm. Yeah, it says he has abilities of electricity, ice, earth, convexity, elemental, fury. Then he has you know, melee combat, aerial combat, horn dive. Yeah. Dragon time, whatever that is. Yeah. All that stuff. But um, here's the thing. I love me some Spyro. Just be editor thing. I don't know. I got to agree with Corey on this one, though. Okay. I don't think it's a real comp. 
I think Banjo and his Kazooie take it. And we really depended on the two over one here because all three people that have two have made it because it gives them that extra body. Right. 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 But the, the that difference, though, is Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Dash, so they can go one-on-one and then do their own thing to help. But like Banjo and Kazooie, uh, they, they don't – they always kind of stay it together. I, I, it depends, I, I, though. I don't really know about Daxter too much. But Clank's really not a solo guy at all. When you play as yeah. Clank, you're really doing puzzles. Yeah. Okay. So he's he helps, you know, like he has like a little propeller that comes out that helps uh uh Ratchet glide a little bit, but he's not really the type of guy to go two on one. I would I would say almost Kazooie's probably the strongest out of those three, just because Kazooie's the biggest. You know, she's a big ostrich like creature, so and if I'm not mistaken, most of their like powerful moves are kind of like her her stuff, you know, like the mm-hmm. buck, the buck or the beak, you know, and the the wings and the stomping. So, um, Jeremy, that's Banjo Kazooie. That's Banjo Kazooie. Banjo. All right. That gives us our final four. I mean, we had some titans fall. <laughs> we had some titans fall, man. I mean, Sly, yeah. Oh, man. oh not yeah, Sly. That- that was a big upset. <laughs> so for our final four, we have Sonic, Jack and Dexter, Rache and Clank, and Banjo Kazooie. I'm going to random randomize here. No, and no, no, we, we don't randomize it. We keep going. Bracket set. Bracket set. Bracket. We don't set. have them. We don't have them seated. No, no, no. We don't. We just we go on. It's Sonic versus uh, Jack and Dexter. If we're doing the same way March Madness does it. Okay. Sonic. But aren't they seated in March Madness? That's what yeah. I was going to say. But, but that's kind of what we did here by randomizing it. We, we did our own little seating real quick. Okay. So let's see here. We have, uh, works. We, okay. have, uh, <laughs> we have Sonic versus Jack and Daxter. Is it a little unfair we didn't give Sonic Tails? No, we didn't I get Mario no. Luigi. Right. But but the thing is, like, Tails is in Sonic games, like on screen with them the entire time for a lot of these Sonic games. Well, you know what? We can add we can if you want to add them this round to even it out to make it two, 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 two. We can do no, that. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You would have to add he Tails. Beats, he beats Sly anyway. You would have to add Tails to Jack and Dexter to even get it close. Sonic runs through Jack and Dexter like nobody's business. I agree. Sonic Sonic is almost like, I don't want to say galaxy level, but he's up there. He's yeah. the one that goes through galaxies and portals because of his speed. This is absolutely no contest. Yeah. Jack is a mortal. Sonic, Jack, Jack is a mortal, not yeah. immortal. <laughs> Sonic is a god. No question. Okay. Maybe not, maybe not that, right? Because he dies when yeah. he runs out of rings. But, and he drowns, but, you know. Right. But he has uh, godlike powers. And yes. for that, yes, I think Jack and Daxter get smoked. They catch yeah. those sonic hands and get smoked. <laughs> I think they put up a fight at least, but yeah, Sonic wins. I mean... First sweep. First three, three, three vote sweep, I think, is for Sonic here. Sonic just going through destroying. And now we have We all chose Jack and Daxter. No, we didn't. Yeah. What? We all three didn't didn't pick Jack and Dexter, did we? I didn't. Pick, I picked Jack and Dexter. I don't know if you picked him. You didn't say. You just cried. Wait, was he against? Was he against Crash? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a th- oh man. See, I tried to I tried to forget it that fast. <laughs> My uh, bad. I, I messed up right. the flow. It's all right. Our next one is Banjo Kazooie versus Rache and Clank. Uh, this is another one where I feel like it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Banjo Kazooie. Really? Banjo Kazooie. So, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No. No, how is how is Banjo Kazooie gonna fight off the firepower of Ratchet and Clank? Like the only reason I gave Mario the win over Ratchet and Clank was because he has so many power-ups and he has that range. Banjo Kazooie does not have range like that. He's got an egg he can shoot, but that's that's about it. Like uh, Ratchet right. and Clank are coming right. with that firepower from a distance. You're right. And, and they, they can't have, cover ground like and that. And they have all the technological advances. You're right. Yeah. They have technology yeah. that Banjo-Kazooie just can't and, touch. And I feel I mean, like... That's the thing. He beat Spyro because they were two beasts. You know, hey, yeah. they're right. on the same level. This is this is unfair. You're right. Because I feel like Mario would sweep the floor with Banjo, and then but Banjo beat the one that beat Mario? So that's kind of fishy. Rache and Clank. You think Rache and Clank is taking it from Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Now that I'm thinking about it, all the powers, everything they can do. Yeah, that's true. That's the first right. time I've ever turned the tide. Rash <laughs> well, the first would've, time. I mean, it, it was going to be a 2-3 anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been a... So we have Rache and Clank beating Banjo-Kazooie, which puts us in the finals. Sonic versus... Rache and Clank. Uh, Does the firepower even matter when he's the speed of light? I I think they put up a decent fight. Right, because in cause terms of survival, traveling through dimensions and portals and stuff, they both can do it now. Right. But I don't think they have the ability to really hit them. I think they could defend themselves a little bit. Mm, yeah. But honestly, I don't think we're going to get into it. But we haven't even talked about Sonic's biggest power yet. He hasn't needed it. Um, right. I think base level Sonic at this point does take out Ratchet and Clank. The speed's too much. The abilities are too much. He, he's a good fighter. You know, and with that speed, when you're punching at that speed, you're blowing people's heads off. So, and just just true. by himself, yeah, just by himself. Yeah, and I mean, here's but, the thing: Sonic has maybe one of the most powerful um, gangs or posses because he can call on tails, he can call on knuckles, and I mean, <laughs> you don't want to go against either of those. I don't ever want to see Sonic and Knuckles together. So, um, but we're not bringing that one. into this. We're part. not. We're not. This, we're is, not. this is what I'm saying. You're talking this about is how OP brawls. Sonic is. Yeah, this right. is how OP he is. Yeah, but, he. he he could easily win this whole thing. I, mm-hmm. I do have a question, though. Yeah. Yes. Now, Ratchet and Clank, do they have any, like, defensive abilities? Do they have traps they can lay? Do they have, like, invisible things they can lay down or something? Like, I don't know. Like, anything. I, I kind of called someone else. I can't remember who. Uh, like, a glass cannon. I think Ratchet and Clank are a little bit of a glass cannon. You know, they got all the firepower in the world, but they don't really have those other abilities that would really help you win a tournament like this. You know? Okay. Asking for, like, traps... Like, sure, I'm sure they have, like, mines in one of their games where they can set down, but it's not like uh, we can capture this, you know, much stronger being. It's it's just not like that. Okay. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, that's definitely Sonic, then. What do you think? 
Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. Sonic. Sonic, you know what? Sonic wins the platformer bracket. And you know what's interesting? Early on, the OGs went went down. Crash went down. Mario went down. But you want to know who stood? The one that's been the least profitable. Sonic. He's the (laughs) one that was able to win the platforming bracket. The one with the worst games. The one with the worst games. They just make so many of them. He has so many OP abilities. So, uh, yes. Platformer bracket belongs to Sonic the Hedgehog. So... Sonic is in our... He's in our top eight already. He's in our Elite Eight. In our Elite Eight. Yeah, that's correct. I'm worried his capabilities are just going to sweep the floor with everything. Uh, uh, we got... I mean, like, what do we have next? I don't know if we want to give I a little hint. No. Let's let's hide it off for later. But, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, well, like, name the topic of the next bracket? Of yeah, the next like, bracket? What, what, genre, what genre of game are we I will. I will say whoever wins this next bracket... If they go against Sonic, they're going to be in for some for some issues here, and that's the fighting games bracket. That, I mean, there's some really OP fighting game people. So there are some really OP uh, fighting game people, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I also think Sonic could probably solo the entire cast of a couple of those. So it's not going to be it's not going to be fun for a lot of people, and it's definitely yeah. not going to be fun for. Sonic's got a good chance here. I'll just say I'll just say that. <laughs> the 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 action adventure I think has a shot. There's one character on there that stands out above everyone else in that little bracket. He has a shot. I'm talking Joel. Right. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, that's right. He he stands a chance. I do just put his head back together. All right. <laughs> Come on. That is the end oh. of our round table. It is the beginning Burr. of our game character bracket. You guys let us know what you think. You let us know who you would have winning that platformer bracket. Um, and make sure you tune in because we're going to keep going through these brackets and we will soon have our elite eight. And I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be super fun. Uh, but we are out of the round table. We are going to move on to our quick fire where we talk about one or two games. We want to highlight that we've been playing recently. Who would like to go first with their quick fire game or games? I can take it. I can go first. It's going to be interesting. So I have been playing a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay. Oh, and played okay. it for a while. I've been digging into it hours I've poured hours into this game and I will say that um, I have some different opinions based on what I did when I did it. Was it worth it? I actually want to revisit it somewhat time later down the line because I have some interesting, some new commentary to give to it, but I've been playing it. It is not, I will say this. It is not as bad as my original impressions, though it is still pretty bad. And, uh, (laughs) One of the things that helped it wasn't even just the game. It was the fact that I went on to Reddit and I created a new control scheme for it. You can actually <laughs> modify the controllers. So I had to change the way they could have the controller set up because they basically have been copying Dark Souls games and they therefore changed their controller layout to be like Dark Souls. 
if as they like almost like they hadn't made seven of these before they decided to change it. So I went back and changed the control scheme to be more traditional Assassin's Creed. That helped. Got further into the game. There's a bunch of different things you can do. I'm building up my settlements and different stuff like that. Going on raids. The leveling system is weird. The power system is weird, but whatever. Uh, the story is kind of interesting. Ivor is an interesting protagonist. Um, and the way they examine or look at Viking lore is pretty compelling. So I like that stuff. But that is what I have been playing. That's my quick fire. Who wants to go next? Guess I'll go. All right. Troy's being a little silent over here. Uh, I've been playing, you know, of course, the Apex, but I've also been playing a game, uh, Valheim. That's, uh, it's pretty Val fun. Valheim. <laughs> oh, you're going to talk to me about saying words wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you thought I was purposely saying Ratchet and Clank incorrectly. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. it was Why didn't you play. correct them, David? If you so thought it was an accident, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I'll go. Oh, are okay. you done? I'm sorry. Yeah, just get rid of me. <laughs> go. All right, my quick fire. Uh, as you guys know from the previous level, I am a man of the people. I have started playing a few mobile games. I want to spotlight another one called Outlanders. Now, this is a settlement building game so like a city building game just a little smaller scale um a lot of fun uh controls are real intuitive um it's got a system where you can do sandbox mode which is usually everyone's favorite you know build up the biggest settlement you want have as much as you want but they do a really good um like mission based system where you play a small amount and they say hey you have to have this by this amount of days so i've been playing through that and they've been pretty challenging um i failed quite a bit i'm up to Mission 5, and that one seems impossible, but yeah, real fun game to play. Um, second game I've been playing, I don't know if you guys have ever played Destruction Derby for the PlayStation back in the day. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that was a great game. We have Wreckfest, which is pretty much the new Destruction Derby. Um, it looks beautiful, too, but yeah, it's that Destruction Derby kind of feel. You know, you can do just the straight up 23 cars piling up. Last one to survive is the winner, and it's also got a lot of races. It does a really good job of... Um, it's arcadey, realistic, but more on the arcadey side. And it's got that little aspect where I can bump in the cars. And you don't get penalized. You don't get thrown off the road a huge amount. You know, bumpers are flying. Your rear end's getting, you know, pushed in and stuff like that. So don't take that one out of context. Um, <laughs> but Wreckfest is a great destruction derby game. If you want to try it, it is on Game Pass. Give it a look. Um, if you don't have Xbox, maybe buy it because I, I think it would have been worth it. Real fun game. Nice. All right. That brings us to the end of our quick fire. We are going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we will be back with our Was It Worth It? Hey, listeners. We are proud to announce that this level of Thoughts of Players podcast is brought to you by Tafosi Gaming. Now, look. I've realized that over the years, my gaming sessions have become shorter and shorter. It's part of that because I've become busier? Yeah. Less talented? Probably not. But I also noticed I began to experience more headaches and strain in my eyes. If you're in the same boat, Tofosi is here with an excellent solution. Think about it. We're on our phones, TVs, computers, now more than ever. And all these devices emit blue light. Tofosi gaming glasses reduce blue light exposure combat dry eyes, and help you game in truer colors. 
Tofosi gaming glasses come in a variety of stylish designs and colors, or you can hop onto their website and design the ultimate gaming eyewear yourself. Check out Tofosi through our affiliate link in the notes and descriptions, or visit tofosioptics.com/gaming. That's it. And now, back to the show. Hello, and we are back with more thoughts and players, and we are moving swiftly on to our favorite segment, your favorite segment. Was it worth it? And in this, was it worth it? We are going to discuss a very popular game. The last time I checked, it's just sold over 5 million copies in about as many weeks. That game is Valheim. Now, um, guys, you've all had a chance to play Valheim. We've had a chance to play it together first a couple times. times. That's it's not the first time, but uh, it it together, it is the together. first time. It is the first time together together. Don't yeah yeah yeah. Oh, this is the first. Oh, you know what? It is. We all, all played. We all played. All three of us. All three of us at the same time together. That's true. That's like true. this was our first game that we played together. That's yeah. true. That is true. The other one I was thinking of. I was thinking about Warframe for some instance. We played I, it. We played it together, but like separate. Right. Like me and David weren't talking at that point. Right. What? The feud. The feud. What? The one that almost split us up. The feud. The feud of seven years. Do you not remember? I'm so lost. Okay. Okay. Well, that feud, along, is, David. that feud is <laughs> that feud is over. Somebody Just, help me. That feud is over. It was reconciled in Valheim. Yes. So, uh, what we're going to do is, is we're going to tell you guys about this game. This game is um, on Steam. It is currently in early access. $19.99 is the entry price. Before we get into all that stuff, let's get into the other things that we usually talk about when we're assessing a game. And we're going to start off with the visuals. Now, this game, I think, has kind of this 90s pixelation, but not 8-bit pixelation-like type of look to it. Kind of like a classic CRPG kind of look. That's the art style they were going for. Guys, what was your impression of the visuals for this game? So, they remind me of, like, uh, like I'm playing Apex and the visuals don't load fully so they're kind of like doled out yeah that is, that is exactly what these graphics are yeah it looks like they could be immaculate and like very detailed but like it just doesn't fully load like the right. grass looks cool but yeah it that's that i as you said that's probably the style they were going for so because it, it is it's all very it's all the same so it's not like out of the ordinary to see that right so, so i th I think i would like to see the visuals be better but what is it like five people working on this and it's a huge huge world like i think they did they did great yeah yeah you kind of talked you? about the uh like 90s pc type of game you know sometimes yeah. when like game developers like go back to a certain art style from like previous eras you know it can kind of be redeeming like oh this is a nice little throwback i don't think 90s pc is the one you want to go back to necessarily uh i don't think the game looks good at all you know i don't know about higher end pcs but i can't imagine it looks too much better you know like you said it kind of has like a little bit of pixelation with the fire 
Um, you know, but the graphics, you know, they do their job. The world design and like art style, that's also not my favorite aspect of this game. A lot of it looks really samey. You know, you start off in the meadows and then you hit another binome, which is the Black Forest. Mostly the same. You know, there's a little bit of differences, but it doesn't have that like really distinct like difference between these, you know, these things. But it does its job well enough. I think uh, I like I like the visuals very much. It looks really cool. I think when you there's a distinction between the meadows and the black forest as far as the visuals. And then if you go to like the Arctic biomes or if you go to the meadows biome, those look drastically different as well. So I think, you know, you're able to get some of that diversity later on in the game as far as the 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 starkness and contrast and from the different biomes. But I think they were going for this aesthetic and I think they hit it 100%. I actually think it looks really good for what they were trying to go for. Um, David commented on the grass. The grass, weirdly, is very appealing to look at, uh, as well as the skybox, like the, the, the sky and everything like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, the sky is amazing. Mm. Yeah. Day or point. night, it's just loaded with stars. And that huge tree thing, mm -hmm. it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. It has, like, um, I know a lot of games, like some of the Elder Scroll games, kind of have, like, that bloom type of thing. And this game has it in there as well. But for some reason, it more than others, it works, I believe, in its benefit more than it doesn't. Where most of the time, that kind of works against a game. Um, so, yeah, visuals, I dug them. Um, but that's, you have to be open to that. If, if that's... If you're not someone that's a fan of that kind of art style, then you're going to have some difficulty with this game because that's just what they went for. So with that, you're either kind of with it or, or you're not really. Um, it's more so just preference there. We move on to sound and music. Now, um, I'm going to let Corey take this one first because the couple of times we did play together, Corey commented on the music numerous times. So, Corey, what was your impression of sound and music? Yeah, I love the music. Um it's definitely not what I expected, but I think they put the perfect music in there. You know, you're playing this game for long hours on end, so you can't really have it ramped up too much the entire time. You know, it is a game based in like kind of Norse mythology, Viking lore. So you would think it would have heavy metal or something. But no, it has a really nice, sweet tone that plays throughout where you're just like it feels mellow. And it allows you to kind of do the things you need to do in a game like this, where you need to chop wood and you need to explore. It just kind of keeps you going in that little perky stance, you know, um, for sounds, uh, you know, sounds, they're kind of hit or miss. You know, I don't really remember them too well, so they couldn't have been that bad, couldn't have been that good. But yeah, music is definitely a plus for me on this one. Nice. David, what about you? I'm on the same boat with the music. Like I mentioned it to myself when I first started playing, it's just it's so soothing and then it, it matches what you're doing. Like the music does change when you're like battling, not just like the, you know, deer or whatever, but there's these like graylings, whatever, like it changes a little bit, you know, and it, it really played its part in what it needs to do. And as for sound, everything is, is great from what I've played so far. Like, you know, you're sitting there mining tin or copper kind of makes like a metallic kind of sound. You know, you're chopping down trees. It sounds like you're hitting wood. But if I hear another deer do its noise or whatever, it's just, I've heard it too many times now. It's, it's like, <laughs> could it please be any other noise? But that's just a, a personal thing, I guess. But besides that, yeah, the sound and the music are, are a plus in this game. 
I agree. You mentioned, and this is why I think the music enjoyable, chill, laid back. It fits the mood of the game when it's when there's intense sections or intense periods. The music ramps up, but most of the time it's very fitting. The sound, all of it's well. The the way that it sounds when your axe hits the wood when you're chopping a tree to the mining, and you mentioned the deer. This is why I think this game is excellent on sounds because they're it's distinct. It's a brain crawler. I can say the deer from Valheim, and you know in your head exactly what that sounds like. <laughs> yep. And 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 so I think when you have certain things like that, it's like, oh, it's it's unmistakable. Like it's going to be two, three, four, five years from now, and if you say deers with someone you're having a conversation and they play <laughs> Valheim, they're going to know that sound. Like they're going to recall it immediately. <laughs> um, and yeah, I enjoy when I'm hunting for deers because I'm still like in an earlier stage or earlier area of the map. I'm, I'm looking out for that. I'm hearing for that sound. I'm listening for it because that way I know where they are and I can hunt them. I think it's an, a great use of sound and music. Um, we're going to move on to story, which there is a story. There's a story in this. There's some lore in it. And when you have these kind of games, usually there's not a lot of these kind of survival games, right? There's not a lot of story that you can really hold on to, but there's some sto- some tangible story elements here. So what do you guys think of the story? Uh, that's kind of what caught my attention. You guys said it was like a, a Nordic kind of thing. And like, you know, I don't dive into it, but like I'm a fan of Nordic mythology. So I was like, you know, that sounds pretty cool. And then in this game, it, they have like bosses technically mm-hmm. that you kind of have to go around and fight. And yeah. I've only fought one so far. And it was really cool, actually. I was a fan of it. And to put a story into this kind of game is what drew my attention because as you guys know audio sounds like i just play throw me on a map and let's go but this i have to like navigate and find new areas and go through these caves and fight all these endless graylings and deers and whatever it's definitely out of my comfort zone but i've i've been having a really good time with it and the story is what's driving me to keep going nice Corey, what about you yeah, um, it was kind of a pleasant surprise that this had a story because, like you said, a lot of these survival games are pretty much just that survive. But you go into this world and it's like, hey, Odin's like, hey, you just died, man. Can you go kill these? I think it's four or five bosses for me. And they have like these stones around the world that give you a little bit more lore about what's happened or tips or stuff like that. You have these ravens that come down and kind of just guide you here and there. But the story, you know, the thing about these games is I think it's the story that you kind of build yourself. You know, like there's already been a couple moments and I haven't even played the game that long, about seven hours. Like there's already a couple stories that I like to tell people, you know, David, when me and you first started playing, you know, we were chopping wood together by my house. And -hmm. before you know it, a giant troll comes and and he destroys my house in like one fell swoop. And it was hilarious. (laughs) It was like, you know, like we we built that story together, me and you, you know, and we ran around and we tried to rebuild and eventually we had to abandon it. You know, it's like that's a that's a lost cause. It's a it's a troll. And eventually we'll get to a point where we're strong enough to go back and kill that troll. And that'll be another story, you know, and just when we were playing Monday, you know, Jeremy, I hate to do this to you, but we were kind of ending our playing time and we wanted to get on a raft and we got on a raft and Jeremy uh, was not happy. I wasn't happy either. He was cowering. (laughs) I just remember him being like, guys, guys, no, 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 no. We can't do this. I got my stuff. I got my stuff. And it was my stuff either. Well, it was your world, so it's a little bit easier for you to go back into and grab your stuff. But Jeremy, I mean, I guess. 
seemed like he had a real panic attack where like it's like hey we're on this raft we don't know where we're traveling we don't know what's ahead of us and that makes for great content you know the game didn't have to put sure. a cut scene in it didn't have to put a boss it gave us the unknown and it gave us the tools to go and search for that unknown and that made for a great story and while it doesn't have the most traditional story the stuff that you can make yourself is just fantastic it's true yeah all of that, all of that is true. I, I wouldn't say cowering. I would. You were scared. Listen, we were literally stuck in the same spot on that water for a good ten minutes because we didn't know how to drive the. I would say. Raft. I would say hesitant. Yes, exactly. We were adrift. We were adrift. Because you took uh, you took control away from me. Yeah. You, yes, I have. Yeah, I you or myself had no idea. What I eventually we were doing. adrifted us back towards land. <laughs> Um, yeah, a story, like you said, it's basically the idea that, um, you're a fallen soldier or something, you're a fallen Viking and you are sent to Val to Valheim to defeat these elder gods. And if you do so and bring balance or peace to Valheim, you are allowed entrance into Valhalla. And that's the lore of which it sets you up with. And it says, okay, go do all this stuff. And like Corey said, everything else that you're doing, you're basically through the gameplay, making your own memories. They have these stones these runes that have different text on them. And, um, you know, you can get more information about where these different elder gods are or what other kind of tips you have. Uh, and they help you progress through the game. Story is, is great. It's fantastic for, for what it needs to be. You know, and I'm like, I'm used to playing games like Ark where there is no story either. And you're like, okay, what am I? Okay. I just, I guess I just eventually build a house and tame dinosaurs. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool that I had that. All right, we're going to go to technical, technical aspects. So we all played them on PCs with varying degrees of parts in them and performance. So we'll talk about the technical aspects a little bit. Guys, uh, what were your experiences with the technical aspects of the game? Uh, mine have all been great. The only thing I've noticed that causes lag is when it saves like the world. It mm -hmm. has a good second, second and a half, and it, like, really, uh, I don't know what the word is, but it makes all the frame and, like, picture just get cut up and everything. Yeah, it's almost kind of like a hitch or something, like a, like a brief, like, yeah pause or something, yeah. But, I mean, that's it, and I understand it does that, you know, it's trying to save a whole world and keep you updated and everything like that, just in case you log off or you die, whatever. That's it. The, the controls have been very good. It makes me want to get a different mouse so I have more buns so I don't have to reach all the way over and hit eight. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I haven't had any technical issues besides that one thing. Yeah, um, you know, like you had said at the beginning, it's an early access game. Yeah. And for being early access, I think it's super quality. Uh, we haven't had that many hitches. I know when we played the first time in my world, um, you guys were kicked out. And then when you log back in, it was kind of froze, but that was the only significant thing that I've seen. You know, besides that, it's run great. The frames have been good, you know, no hiccups really. So I've been I've been pretty happy with it. Cool. And and I just want to like comment to help other people. Like you have a very low lower end graphics card, right? It was like nine sixty. Yeah. yeah, like a four ten. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's it's still running good. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like even if you don't have a top tier kind of gaming system, PC, it's it's still a good game to get. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to get into. So I played it on two different computers. The first time we played it, I played it on my older uh, computer, which is running a GTX 970. Now, in the recommended for this game, it recommends a GTX 970. Not that it's the lowest, but what they recommend is a GTX 970. So when I was running on a GTX 970, everything on medium settings, I was not breaking 20 frames. And so then I turned some stuff off and uh, had everything on medium, turned off things like um, motion blur, different stuff like that. It kind of causes frames to dip. And it's been able to get above 25, but not really break 30 consistently. Uh, the other time I played it, I played it on my PC that has a 1660 in it. That one, I was regularly above 30 frames, wasn't having any issues there. So I will say that if you're using, and the GTX 97 is like, what, four or five years old? So if, if you're, just keep that in mind, what kind of graphics cards you have in regards to performance. I don't think CPU will really be an issue for it, but the graphics card is where I seem to take the biggest hit because both my computers are running six core processors. So, um, it mostly seemed to be a graphics card thing. But besides that, I had a couple of times where I dropped out of servers. Not not a big issue. Again, it's an early access game. Um, I think it, for everything it's saving and all the stuff it's doing and how busy all the traffic is because everyone's playing it, I think the game is performing really well. Uh, so, yeah, technical aspects, I think it comes in pretty good. So that's going to get us to the gameplay, which is our final category that we usually talk about. What was it worth it? Gameplay. I can go first on this. I have about a little bit over 18 hours into it. I'm definitely going to, I'll tell you what, if I wasn't doing this right now, I'd be playing Valheim. Uh, <laughs> Same. I, I was actually playing. <laughs> I enjoy the gameplay loop to an extreme amount. Again, I've played those survival games. Ark, you know, the forest, all that other stuff where you're building bases. Uh, this is by far, I've spent, of all those hours, I've maybe spent only one or two of them actually going out, exploring, fighting. I've spent most of the time building my house because it's, it's fun. Um, but everything about this is is fun as far as the gameplay. Everything feels gratifying when you're chopping the wood. It feels gratifying to chop the wood. When you hit enemies as graylings or whatever, it feels satisfying. There's a lot of randomness that just naturally occurs in the world. The, the worlds are procedurally generated. So you'll have biomes in different areas that are... Um, present in all of them but the but where and how they're kind of put together is all procedurally generated so there's a lot of randomness that happens there uh my house is right next to the ether i think is the first the first uh guy you have to beat it's built right near a sacrificial place because it was cool it was like <laughs> i had to carve out a little spot on the mountain that's where i put my house at so i'm doing all that stuff um it was super fun it's it's just a fun game man it's, it's fun to go around and get resources to fight enemies, to learn the controls, to become stronger because you're becoming more confident. The A lot of the survival elements that are present in survival games, those tropes are broken here, and that's why the game works. So, hey, you have your, your hammer or your axe broke. You want to repair it. Um, well, I don't have to go get another five, six wood. I can just repair it and then play the bleeping game because that's what I want to do. And the developers knew that. So there's a bunch of different gameplay stuff like that that I enjoy. The game really hit it on the head as far as survival gameplay mechanics and stuff like that. Um, what'd you guys think of the gameplay? Uh, you want to go? No, no, no. I'm just, you nailed it pretty much all the way through. Um, perfect examples of everything, like you said, with the, um, 
survival aspect. They took the survival genre and they just put it down to like its bare necessities. You know, they don't want to like weigh you down with having to worry about um, eating even, you know, like a lot of those games, you got to eat and you drink. No, yeah, eating in here is a bonus. You know, if you eat, you'll have more stamina, which is obviously good, but you don't have to, you know, same thing with like your tools breaking, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but you can easily repair it and you can always be prepared for that type of stuff. I also want to give kind of a shout out to the combat because a lot of these games, you know, maybe I guess I'm mostly thinking about like Minecraft, but that's a very simple sort of combat. You know, you literally just have a swing of this, of your sword. This one has a little bit more to it that I kind of appreciate. You know, yeah. it has area of effect attacks. It has different weapon types that do different things. They have, you know, multiple attacks for different weapons, you know, uh, I don't know how to kind of put it on the mouse. Left click, right click, block, right. You know, block stuff like dodge, stuff like that. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's appreciated that they have that other things in it. So uh, gameplay has been great. Like I said, the survival aspects are the best part because they make it fun but not overbearing. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like being somebody that's you know never really played these games before because they've never sparked my interest. Getting into this game was really easy, and I think that's a great thing, and I actually didn't know that you didn't really even have to eat. I'm, I'm always like full on on three <laughs> things all the time, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm at 21 hours, and I've done a lot of like exploring, and you know, I'm like the opposite of Jeremy. I've been doing a lot of exploring and instead of like building my house, and I've almost uncovered the first island, but like these, wow. yeah, and. Everything's been pretty easy, you know, besides, you know, like I said, I have to reach over and hit the eight, but, but it's, it's easy. It's simple. Everything's on the, on the game. It, there's like, it hit the tab, whatever it says it's there. There's nothing that my, I like, there's few games I've played. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to do anything, but this game is just like, Hey, this is how you do it. This is what you can do. This is what you need. It's just, it's just straightforward. And it's, it's what I think is really getting this game rolling. That's why it's had, you know, 500, 5 million people buy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's everything that you really enjoy about survival games. This game does, but getting all the mess out of the way. So right. it's not like arc. I have to spawn in. I spawn in on the beach and immediately, Oh, you're hot. Oh, you're thirsty. <laughs> right. right. And that like the temperature adversely affects you. It makes sense in Valheim because it says, Oh, well you're hot or you're cold. Uh, it's not going to affect your health because uh, you're dead. So what can it affect, really? Uh, you know, so it, it, a lot of those things, it breaks and it's better for it. The building is actually somewhat complex. You have to think it out. Your buildings have to be structurally sound, else they just fall apart, either naturally yep. or the wind blows and it blows your roof off. <laughs> so, you know, you have to be conscious of all that stuff. There's so much things you can do. You can, uh, what is it, raise and mate animals, boars and wolves and different stuff like that and there's so much to do and I the game wanna, is in early access yeah i also want to point out the death mechanic is super forgiving which is like in a survival game that can be so deflating when you die and you lose a ton of your good stuff you yeah. just don't really want to play this game no matter where you die or how many times you die your gravestone is going to be there you can walk there and you can pick it all back up and you can start exactly where you were you know, obviously the enemies might still be around, but you're not going to lose all that stuff that you collected. That is as long as you don't die again. No, you can die again. 
Yeah, so well, yeah, but you your, lose your, your stuff marker. stays, but you lose your marker. Right, but your gravestone will always be in that. It'll yeah. always be there. Yeah, because yeah, I did die again, and I, you know, luckily it was pretty much at the beginning, so I, uh, I kind of knew where I was just based on the the outline of my map. So I was able to get it back. But I think that's cool. Yeah, I had, I had, um, I had paused the game, and apparently had the Graylings came. They killed <laughs> me in my house I was building, and then killed me <laughs> in my house that I respawned in. So. Uh, <laughs> So I, so where I was building is where my gravestone and all my stuff was, but my grave marker was in my house that I spawned back in because they came right. right back in there and killed me. So okay, yeah. um, but okay, that's all being said. Like I said, it's in early access on Steam, nineteen ninety nine. We get to the judgment, guys. For twenty dollars, this this Valheim game that everyone's talking about, is it worth it? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hundred. Hundred and twenty percent. Nice. 20 bucks. Countless hours. I have I have a friend on Steam that has already put 120 hours into this game. That's insane. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, this this game, yeah, it's 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 a definitely worth it for me. This game has been steadily climbing my hours logged list in my library as far as games. Like it's passing games that I've had and played for a little bit for years. Like I'm literally an hour or two behind Mountain Blade Bannerlord with this game. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And I'm definitely going to pass it <laughs> yeah. because I'm going to play it tonight. <laughs> Every time so, I get on Steam, you're on, you're yeah. on this game. <laughs> yeah. So it's the, and it's, in fact, it's it's replaced Valhalla. I was playing Valhalla. I was at a good clip <laughs> with it, and I'm just playing this. So it's definitely worth it for me. Yeah, I like those things, man. I mean, it's a PC game, and I'm playing it, and I'm enjoying it. It's 100 worth it. The game is That's just right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big PC gamer, you know, and I didn't really, really want to buy this game. I was willing to wait the two, three, four, five years until it came to console, but PC, playing it, right. yeah, it's it's so much fun. It's so intuitive. It's so uh, easy. It's forgiving, but it is challenging. You know, it's fun to build. It's fun to go in those caves. It's fun to explore. You know, those bosses are really enticing. You know, you want to get to them. You want to, you know, fight them, and it's yeah. just the weapons are fun. It's, it's just a fun game. I really think it's like that new... Uh, high benchmark for survival games right you know and that's a good point that's maybe one of the one of the greatest feats of valheim a lot of people don't know this is that um cory is a pc master racist yeah okay <laughs> he has a very deep-rooted prejudice towards pc gaming but this game is kind of like it's like my one pc friend it's your one pc friend that's opened you up to say hey maybe they aren't that bad after all you know, so uh, so that's another feat of Valheim that it's done. Is this guy's been able to log in almost ten hours on this game on a PC on a PC game? He's playing with a PC game. He is. He's opened his horizons. So it's one of great it. things. It's definitely worth it just for that. Uh, you guys, let us know if you've played Valheim. If you have any interest in it, if you've got it already. Uh, if you don't, you should. Just just do it. Just just get the game. Help support indie devs. You were disappointed with Cyberpunk 2077, and I and I understand that. So how about you buy a game that looks like the bad version of Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> but it's way more fun? Okay, get that. And a third of the price. And a third of the price. And less glitchy. Let more less quality. Gl less glitchy. More Absolutely quality. less glitchy. Yes. Better quality. Um. So let's move on to our next segment. Could you please? And in this segment, we ask a developer or a, or a publisher or anyone if they could make our little dreams come true. 
So for could you please, who would like to start off their wish? Me. Okay. Okay. I am talking to you, Respawn. Can oh. you please, for the love of the gods, all of them, can you fix your servers? Ooh. Okay? Like, one game, fine. The next game, I'm getting, like, three frames. You know, like, I've reset my internet because I thought that was it. It's, it's not it. Uh, it's just I've heard a lot of complaints about it. Uh, my brother has made some very strong words about it. They have all this money. It's a free game, and they've made a mil- They've made a billion. That's a big difference. A billion dollars off of this game. Mm-hmm. They need to put some time and their resources into fixing the servers. So respawn, could you please fix the servers? Have, uh, Thank you. Have you tried going off a of Wi-Fi and then using the Ethernet cord? It. I haven't, but it has not mattered. I've seen. Quite the few complaints online. My friends say that's the way to go with PC yeah. gaming. Because like I haven't had any other issues, the same kind of issues with other games. Like you know, guy, I put almost two thousand hours into Overwatch, and I had very minimal lag issues. And uh, Dead by Daylight, I haven't had any lag issues. So it's like it's very it's Apex. It's just the game. I, I hate Corey. <laughs> yeah, we we know. <laughs> we know. Um, um, I'll, I'll go next with could you please? Because I also have a could you please for Respawn. Respawn. Could you please? Besides finding some way to ship Corey to Antarctica. Could you please? Just just start working on Titanfall 3 already. I know Titanfall 2 was a dud. EA screwed you. They put you between COD and Battlefield. We get it. But it was the better game, obviously, by far. It was such a good game. And your formula for FPSs seems to have worked because Apex Apex Legends just earned you a billy. So can you please come on out with Titanfall 3? You can grab all the Apex Legend people, and you can grab us who love Titanfall 2 and want to enjoy even more of that world. Come on, Respawn. Make it happen already. You'll earn even more money than Jedi Fallen Order. Well, maybe not as much because that's Star Wars and that's a big thing, but you know what I'm saying. Have you have you seen any of the articles? I've seen no articles. No? Okay, so Titanfall 3 is solely in Respawn's hands, and mm-hmm. they're not really going to do anything until Apex dies down if it does because they don't want to pull away from Apex. Well, they better figure it out. They better figure it out. Just make it a standalone single player. Don't add any multiplayer to it. That way, multiplayer players still play Apex. That's a fair point. You don't pull a Dragon Age, right? <clears throat> All right, Corey, go. Okay. I also have a respawn. Uh, could you please? Oh, you what? Oh, you could don't. you please respawn movie based games? Now, let me explain here. Um, back in the 90s, you know, I'm we leaving. Used to- <laughs> I'm gone. Back, back in the 90s, we used to get games based on every single action movie that came out, you know, and they were mostly bad. But as a kid, you don't really know. You play them because, hey, I enjoy this movie. I enjoy this TV show. 
And they've really gone away from that in recent years. And I understand why. They were mostly bad games. But I feel like video games have matured enough that where developers would really put respect on these IPs. Like, if they made a Game of Thrones game based on whatever season they wanted to do, they would really put respect and money into that. And it would be fun to play through because it's fun to watch, but to actually be those characters is another story. So, you know, I want my Game of Thrones games. I want my Breaking Bad game. I don't know how they would do that, but maybe it's a management game. I don't know. I just want these IPs that I love in other medias like TV or movies, you know, or books even. And I want them to be directly translated in the video games again with higher quality. Okay. You're, you're playing all these mobile games. Why don't you just be happy and play the walking dead one? <laughs> I'm only playing them for like another month until my Apple arcade runs out. This was not like a, <laughs> Hey, I'm a man of the people. It was, I got a free couple months. I'm actually playing more video games at work than I am at home, so I gotta do what I gotta do now. <laughs> okay. There it was. Three respawns. Three respawns. Well, we're gonna move on from that to the indie spotlight, where we like to spotlight an independent game, talk about it. Now, we talked about Valheim, which is indie. That was fun. And I'm gonna spotlight another one really quick. And it is called Unto the End. Um, and this game is basically a action-adventure game, I guess you can call it. You are a Viking. Oh, that's right, people. I've been playing all Viking games. <laughs> I've seen weeks. a trend here. All Viking games. Uh, you play a Viking who ventures off from his family, falls down a hole in a mountain, uh, gets introduced to some ghouls and goblins, and now you have to fight your way back to your family. And uh, the way the game is set up is the game has a unique focus on combat. You can do a high attack and a low attack. And so can your enemies if you want to block, because you have to block. Uh, that's the only way you can really, you know, not take damage. You hold the thumbstick up to block high, down to block low. You have to be able to, your, your enemy gives you little tells of, where they're going to attack, you have to anticipate them while also coming with your own attacks and hitting them in a certain way that they can't anticipate. The game is about four hours long. Um, I was like skipping along probably about an hour, hour and a half into it. Um, and then I kept dying. So um, the game isn't easy. It kind of feels easy. It looks like it should be easy, but it ain't. And um, there's other things that can happen, like if you're walking with a torch, you have to arm your torch. Let's say you're walking down with your torch and you jump off a ledge. You can jump and you can land on the ledge, but what happens is, is that naturally your guy drops his torch. So you have to go back, pick up your torch. They might drop their sword. You have to go back, pick up your sword. Everything that you hold in your hand can be lost if you're moving around or doing things a certain way. Um, and it's not really a complicated story. You're trying to get back to your family. You have to fight these different monsters. You meet these different people who have gone along the same journey. Some of them are dead or dying, and they may give you help, or they may trade something for something you have. Uh, you have to solve little puzzles here and there as well. There's some puzzle solving there. It's a neat, cool, hard game. And uh, it's on Xbox Game Pass right now. It came out, I believe, a couple years ago, maybe 2019, I think. Um, I've put it on the back burner but it's definitely a game I anticipate going back and beating because I enjoyed it. The combat is super hard and I mostly don't like 
hard combat games, right? Like I'm not a big Dark Souls person, but with this game, the challenge feels it feels like you can overcome it. And I want to go back and visit that because they they put a lot of work into it. As far as the graphics, it's kind of like this low res paper 2D screen to screen back and forth thing. There's not like it's not 3D or anything like that, but there's a lot of depth to it. The artwork is really cool. Um, the sound is amazing. It sounds incredible to be a small indie game like this. And uh, I think it deserves a spotlight because it's nifty. It's cool. You guys should download it on Game Pass if you have it or seek it out and give it a try because it is cool. Again, it's at a max four hours, so it's not going to cost you a massive amount of time, but it's a nice, cool, interesting game to look at. That is it for Indie Spotlight Unto the End. Uh, and that ends that and leads us to our final thoughts. Will we give one thought or opinion based on something in this episode or it can be totally unrelated. So who would like to give their final thoughts? I'll, uh, I'll go real quick. All right. All right. I want to, I want to pump us up a little bit and kind of just give a highlight to our newest, like our newest thing that we did an indie story which if you guys haven't listened to it, it's a interview with an indie developer and what their story's all about and what their game's about. We did it with Madison Williams on Camp Captain Contraband, which is going to be coming out hopefully later this year. And I think it was just one of the best um, episodes or things we've done on this podcast. And it was a ton of fun. Love doing it with you two. Love doing it with him. Um, and I can't wait to do more. So if you haven't, please check out an indie story episode one. I agree. That was yeah, a I fun agree. time. He's hit, he's hit us up about um talking about some some Diablo. So we may board have games. To, Diablo. So we may have to figure out how to. I guess if you want to nerd with him on board games, you can do that. I don't know. Don't know if he's into it. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um, David, do you want to give yours? I can give mine. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, my final thought was going to be that indie that indie I knew story it. thing. I knew it. That's why <laughs> I had to go first, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so my it's God, good that you beat too. me to it. Um, but let's see here. My my final thought is by the time this episode airs, goes out, not to sound cocky, we will have passed the 3,000s download milestone. So my final thought is a thank you See all the listeners, new and old, and by old, I mean 11 months ago, uh, <laughs> for jumping on this journey with us, helping support us, getting us to this point. Corey mentioned an indie store. We have a bunch of other ideas. We want to be able to create as much interesting, engaging content with you guys as possible. So uh, please continue that support. Please contribute comments, conversations. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you're feeling. We want to know what you feel about the content because the more we know from you, the more we know how to better cater our content for you. So I want to say that as my final thought. That leaves us with David. What is your final thought? All right. My final thought is, now this kind of pertains to love languages. Now people say there's seven different love languages and like one of mine is gifts. I like to give gifts. I like to receive gifts. You know, it's not about the price or whatever. And now, my mom got me something I thought was really cool. And I know, you know, it was for Christmas. 
and I know I'm 32 basically, and she's still giving me Christmas presents. But uh, last year when the quarantine started, I decided to make a music video and I shot it on my phone and I talked to her about it and I complained how I had to use like books and a step ladder and everything like that to film it. So it was like a struggle. And she found something that I thought was really kind and like thoughtful that she got me is like there's a it's a little tripod that I can attach my phone to. Nice. So that is just amazing. So you know this could have cost five bucks. It could have cost fifty bucks. But what is really important is like she listened to me. You know. So my final thought is. Pay attention to like the little details that people are talking to you about because you can get something really simple and really make their day or week or year. I like that. Listen, pay attention. I have that same tripod. Do you? Right now. That's so cool. That's it's what you're hold- using? It's holding up my phone. <laughs> that is awesome. That's fantastic. That's a cool, interesting way to bring it back to himself. And that leads us (laughs) to the end of level 23 of the Thoughts and Players podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast service. We are on Apple, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, iHeart, Stitcher, Autumn. Uh, You can also like and follow the the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Thoughts and Players, all one word, as well as on Instagram at Thoughts.Players. We are on YouTube. You guys can see all of our episodes, well, most of our episodes in video form, including an indie story, which we just did. I think that's maybe the best way to consume that episode. Um, We are also on Twitter, Thoughts Players 2. You can go over there and watch Corey getting apparently Twitter feuds. That's what he's doing. We made up. We made up. We're friends. Okay, okay, okay. This guy's starting fights. He's making them up, but he's also <laughs> starting. And you can also find us on TikTok at Thoughts Players, where we post stupid memes um, <laughs> and videos and different stuff like that. And we so, get banned. And we get shadow banned. Well, we get shadow, shadow banned. We get well, shadow yeah. banned. Well, it's not sure. our fault. Jeremy throws fire talks out there and gets 18,000 views. Fire talks. I don't yeah. know what I did to TikTok, but apparently posted a little clip of Punk Pow into the fist, pissed someone off at their headquarters. So we got <laughs> shot at that. Uh, but that is it for us. Thanks again, everyone, for listening, and we will catch you on the next level. Please.